Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dan Wyatt. And I am your other superior, better looking, and better sounding host, Ryan Gillespie. We're far from qualified, and this is Into the Controverse. everyone welcome back welcome back episode eight it's gonna be our last episode for a while yeah um i'm not gonna say it's gonna be our last because there's gonna be more movies coming out in this in this franchise but uh for for quite some time this is this is gonna be it yeah it's been a wild ride yeah the tentative finale tentative right into the controverse yeah eight weeks of whatever this is has been Eight weeks, eight weeks of mostly good times. Most, yeah. I mean, all good times, not always good movies. Very good That's point, right. yeah. Uh, but we, we made it to the end. where We made it to The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yep. Um, and, you know, they they finally, they made another just main Conjuring movie, thank God, because the spinoffs are just, <laughs> maybe we stay away from the spinoffs for a while. Um, until the until the movie. next <laughs> yeah. yeah, until the next movie, which is also a spinoff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the conjuring, conjuring, the devil made me do it. Uh, was was the eighth film in the franchise, eighth episode, lines up good. Just came out earlier this year, twenty twenty one. I think it came out in June. It's pretty close to my birthday, so we happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. A little late, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> conjuring three, we got director Michael Chavez, which he's done. He's done a few movies. He was La Llorona, uh, as well. Good stuff. Good Man, stuff. Showed out there. Right. Yeah, he redeemed himself with this movie. <laughs> Uh, we got writers David David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, David Linhagen, David also David Linhagen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Mr. McGoldrick has written some really good stuff: uh, Orphan, Wrath of the Titans, Aquaman, uh, some uh, The Walking Dead episodes, and also The Conjuring Two. Um, he, I th- we did mention him on The Conjuring Two, but mm-hmm. he was it was a different name. He had a different name. Oh, he went by a different name, you know, at that time. So okay, but uh, but well, Orphan's really good. I'm excited for the new one that they're that right. she's making. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And then of course uh, James Wan and Chad Hayes, per usual, just you know the lads. Uh, and then <laughs> produced by James Wan and Peter Safran, also the lads. So we got the whole crew. Yeah, we got the whole crew back together. The core group. Yeah, you know, and Michael Chavez, who you know he did La Llorona. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why like. That movie came out and he did it and he was like, "Hey, that was beautiful. We're gonna bring him on for the main franchise." Uh, I don't know who who made that decision, but it went fine. It was better than sure. La Llorona. Yeah, no, un- undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we've got our our main stars back, of course, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. as Ed and Lorraine Warren. We've got uh, we got some new faces here. We got Rory O'Connor as Arnie Johnson. Uh, no idea who this guy is. <laughs> Uh, he did, you know. He, I thought he was good in this movie, but yeah, I don't know. He, never he's been in more. his his most known is Handsome Devil and Teen Spirit, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got Julian Hilliard, Hilliard, Hilliard as David Glatzel. He's a uh, you know pretty young kid, but he's he's been in a bunch of stuff: uh, Haunting of Hill House, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Uh, he was also in WandaVision as one of Wanda's kids. I didn't even recognize him. Right. Looks completely different. Yeah. They make him look really young in this movie. Okay. Uh, with those glasses. Yeah. And his teeth are so... The teeth. The, the clothes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's in the 80s. So yeah. He, he just looks so much different than he did in WandaVision. He looked like a, you know, a 2020 kid mm-hmm. in that. Him and his 
his bro, right? Yeah, yeah. him and his bro, yeah. Uh, we got John Noble as Kastner. Uh, this dude's been around for a long time, been acting since the 70s. Uh, he did he did a lot of stuff, you know, like real acting. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings. But now, as he's gotten older, I guess, he's just done a ton of voice acting. Mm. Uh, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender, Transformers, Batman, DC Legends of Tomorrow. He's got a great voice. Oh, man. yeah. I, I love his face and, and kind of demeanor is pretty creepy to me, but his voice... Right. Is so good. Voice is excellent. So yeah. it makes sense that he's been in a ton of voice acting. He also, we talked about, he looks ancient and he's like, in his 70s, right? Right. He's like 73. <laughs> yeah. But he does look like he's 100 years old. Yeah, maybe 120. <laughs> he looks... I, you know, I <laughs> we were talking about it and I was like, I don't even know if he's still alive. <laughs> but he's only he's I was only like, this movie came. I was like, this movie came out a few months ago. You know that, right? He's like, yeah. well, man, there's a lot of time's taken for, guy, for guys his age. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, I, I love you. John, John. John, if you or anyone you love is listening, we're we're sorry in advance. But right, yeah, we don't mean anything uh, bad by that. You beautiful man. Um, and then finally, we have uh, Eugenie Bondurant as Isla. Um, I didn't recognize her at first, but when I did see you know her stuff, she looked more familiar. But she's she was in Star Trek: Next Generation, Fight Club, Fear of Rain, and uh, Mockingjay Part Two. Yeah, I think it's Isla too. Isla, no. Maybe it is Isla. Yeah, you're right. So. They don't say her name a ton. No, maybe don't. twice. But we watch with them subtitles, you know. Yeah, so we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's our that's our main that's our main cast there. Uh, movie had a production budget of thirty nine million, only one million less than The Conjuring Two, which was yeah. interesting. I figured this one would have a larger budget because of how many sets and how many places they went. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a little bit less than last movie. And uh, well, they, a, they calibrated in. They know kind of how many, how much they need maybe to make these movies. Like maybe that could right. be right. Yeah. Uh, and then worldwide gross of two hundred and one million, uh, which was like a hundred million less than The Conjuring Two. But that's that's just the landscape of today. The times. Yeah. Like I think that's really good for coming out in twenty twenty one because I didn't think it did that well. Sure, but I don't. You know, and like you're saying, I don't know if many, many or any movies are doing. There's no, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. They're not doing as good as they would back in their heyday. Yeah. Uh, but also, it was released on HBO Max the same day it released in theaters. So that's going to hurt it, for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, no, movies have just not even close to what they... Like, we were talking about last time how uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were making almost billions of dollars every time and mm-hmm. i'm like what the hell yeah <laughs> like that's insane it's just the the 2000 late 2000s movies were just booming so yeah. hard yep and now and know. they've fallen off you know as a whole in general but now the covid and everything and everything the COVID. <laughs> everything going to streaming it's yeah yeah but, unfortunately it's taken a nosedive yeah streaming on you know on demand films is gonna be yeah. the way to go yeah you know it's, there's no point in even going to the theaters anymore. Um, <clears throat> I still go, of course. Oh yeah, for free. Um, of course, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, we're gonna you know be talking about a lot of spoilers. But you can't stream it anywhere, and it's not in theaters anymore. Obviously, it came out in June, so um, it'll be on HBO Max on November twentieth. Okay, in a, in a few weeks. In a few <laughs> weeks, right? So you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, um, spoiler alert. If you have seen it, great, good for you. Uh, <laughs> As always, we're going to give a trigger warning. Uh, be sure to check out DoesTheDogDie.com for yep. specific triggers. Uh, it'll have everything. There's not a ton of this movie, actually. Um, I, you know, I just looked at it for just a check, and there wasn't wasn't that bad. Okay. So yeah, but check it anyways, just in case. You never know. People are triggered by literally everything. So thank you, DoesTheDogDie. Thank you, thank you, DoesTheDog. 
die.com. Unofficial sponsor. All right, jumping right into the film. We start off in 1981. We got Ed and Lorraine. They're documenting an exorcism of eight-year-old David Glatzel. His family is in attendance. We got a sister, Debbie. Uh, Debbie's boyfriend, Arnie Johnson, and father, Gordon. Uh, they are in Brookfield, Connecticut. Yeah. I, I remember when we started this movie, I was like, oh, because we watched it in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this movie starts off action-packed. So, like, right. So this, I was looking forward to... You're um, thrown in the middle of a damn exorcism at the yeah, start of the movie. I like the start. Uh, but... The exorcism, it's going crazy. Uh, in the middle of it, Arnie uh, invites the demon into his body instead of David's. He's screaming at him. Uh, you know, David is just full on possessed. Ed, demon shit going on. Ed is warning him, you know, to, to not. To stop. Yeah. He's like, don't provoke it. Don't. He's like, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> shut the. Um, yeah. So everybody is kind of uh, knocked away, preoccupied. And the only person that sees the demon leave David and into Arnie is Ed. Yeah. And it's as Ed is suffering a heart attack. Yeah. And so he... David possessed jumps on Ed and t- says, I'll, says, I'll stop your heart, old man. Right. Um, and sort of causes him to have a heart attack. And then, yeah. um, you know, Arnie pulls him off and he's like, come into me, demon. Yeah. 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 So he was the only one that saw the, you know, the possession transfer from, you know, little David to Arnie. And but he has a heart attack and he's taken to the hospital and he's pretty much comatose. Like mm-hmm. he's you know everyone's worried. We've got some scenes of of Lorraine sitting with him at the uh, at the hospital. Um, <clears throat> but he's he's in the hospital for a while. It's it's some Father Perez and Annabelle type deal where right. he's just knocked out for a part of the yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's an entire it's an entire month uh, that Ed is in a comatose state and he finally does wake up. And he tells Lorraine, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, <laughs> that demon, we did not <laughs> exercise it. He, she's like, no, we, it's fine. We exercise it. The demon's gone. He's like, no, yeah, it didn't work. It left David. It's in Arnie. Yeah. You got to do something. I think he says, like, it's in the kid. And, and she's like, look, David's fine. And yeah. Stuff. And it just reminds me of, like, cinema sense when he's like, you know, Ed, Ed use, he'll say, like, something like Ed uses the pronoun game to make, you know. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Lorraine says, oh shit, uh, immediately calls the police, to go. calls the police, calls where um, where Arnie and Debbie live, uh, and she, or no, sorry, she calls the police and tells them, you know, that there's going to be a tragedy there. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have to send someone there. She's like, this is going to be hard to believe, but something bad is going to happen. Please go there. Meanwhile, uh, Arnie and Debbie are... They live in an apartment that's located above uh, a dog kennel, like a doggy daycare type thing, uh, where Debbie works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnie works as like a, uh, he's a tree cutter guy. Mm-hmm. Can't think of the correct word for that. Is it tree surgeon? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they go above the houses and, yeah. you know, cut the limbs without breaking shit. Except uh, the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them trees. Uh, Arnie doesn't feel well, comes home early, comes home early, yeah. And the their landlord, who also like he he helps in the kennels, I guess, and he owns the place and rents it out to him. Uh, he's he's been drinking. He's got the music up loud. Yeah. He's he's ready to party. He's trying to get Arnie and Debbie to dance with him. And um, Chaot- it's very chaotic. Yeah, super. They make it super hectic and super loud to kind of portray what Arnie is feeling. He's not feeling good. His head's hurting. He's his vision is bad, and he sees. 
he sees the uh, the landlord, his name is Bruno, like kind of just being rough with Debbie. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, what the hell, man? And he, he kind of pushes him away. And then it cuts back to, you know, what is actually happening. And they're just dancing. And he's they're like, what the hell, Arnie? What, you know, what the hell? And we kind of see Bruno turn into a little demonic thing from Arnie's eyes. Yeah. And he's hallucinating. Yeah, he's much. kind of, yeah, he's basically like hallucinating from the possession and he freaks out and stabs him 22 times. In, <laughs> I mean, because he thinks he's getting attacked by like, yeah. you know, something, something crazy. So he stabs him 22 times. You know, Debbie freaks out. She runs outside and he just walks off. He just walks off the property, starts walking down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he get a police officer, you know, finds him walking in the road that he's responding to Lorraine's call. And he's just covered in blood. Uh, and we see his eyes, they're like white over, they're like yeah. possessed they're... and they, they leave, like his eyes go back to normal and he kind of wakes up from that little, that little trance possession state. And he says like one, one of my favorite lines from the movie, which is, I think I hurt someone. I th- right. I, I think it's really, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's literally cut, blood is just all over his arms and hands and he's just and like, chest, yeah. he's just like, I think I hurt someone. Yeah. And the police officer's just like, what the hell? <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the with you know with the help of the warrens of course uh they they deliberate with his lawyer because they they believe him you know they believe mm-hmm. that he didn't just do this they believe he was possessed and um you know they they can they have to do some convincing for his lawyer to uh present to the judge that they're going to use demonic possession as their defense mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, they talk about that this it has never been done in American courts. Like that's what the the lawyer says, and Ed's like, "Hey, they did it in, in, in Britain, England, yeah. yeah, in England, like twice." Okay, yeah. Uh, and she was like, "She was like, it didn't work over there either." <laughs> but um, they wanna they wanna try. So they they start investigating uh, the house where they first did the exorcism on David. Yeah, they're trying to find the source. They're yeah. like, "Why did this happen?" You know, because. They they checked they checked on uh, Arnie and they were like he's not possessed like yeah. he is not he could possessed read from right the Bible now. he could yeah he was reading passages from the Bible they had holy water they had uh, crucifixes. Uh, crucifixes they were like he's not possessed anymore but it doesn't mean he wasn't possessed right so they're they're investigating the house trying to figure out why David was possessed at all yep they ended up discovering a uh, a witch's totem underneath the house uh, who you know who or they think that. You know that's where that's where it came from. They think they were cursed by a witch. They asked. I think they. Uh, I think Ed Lorraine asked the family. You know, when did strange events first start happening? And they said the day that we moved in. Right. You know, David, the little boy, is running through the house, kind of exploring with a box, and he finds a, a room that has a waterbed in it, mm-hmm. and that's when he he kind of is hallucinating, and there's a uh, you know a face in the waterbed, and then a hand sort of grabs up and tries mm-hmm. to really cool and tries to pull him out. Yeah, and he's covered in water and. Um, yeah, the waterbed burst in it. Yeah, yeah, just water's everywhere. Um, and that's the room. They see something like on the floor. It looks like mold, water damage. And uh, underneath the house in that spot, that's where the totem was. Exactly. And it's like a little animal skull with all kinds of weird yeah. stuff wrapped around it. A couple jaw, uh, it's like different jawbones yeah. arranged. In a... So after they find the witch's totem, they need to, they need to f- seek some help to find out what the hell it is, where it's origin. Uh, so they, they go to meet father Kastner. Um, and the funniest thing, whenever they like go, he lives on a farm, like out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the first time they meet, Ed goes to shake his hand and he says arguably the best line in the entire movie. I'm Ed Warren. This is my wife, Lorraine. 
I have chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> uh, it's the best. Yeah, that's that's the greatest line. Uh, but but uh, he's actually not a father anymore. He's just Kastner. He was kind of uh, cast out uh because he got unintended s- or oh <laughs> <laughs> he got uh he got so wrapped up in his research uh of occultists mm-hmm. specifically the disciples of the ram which is the same cult that annabelle higgins was in shout is, out annabelle higgins <laughs> my girl annabelle uh and he yeah he basically told him he's like this is some extremely high level occultist witchcraft mm-hmm. probably the, the probably the disciples of the ram you know to some extent and don't mess with it Yep. He's like, he's like, this will get you killed. He's like, they will, if they find out that you're trying to, you know, stop them or something, they will do something horrible to you mm-hmm. or your family. They're trying to find related events. They're trying to find if, if something like this has been seen in the area or just anywhere recently, uh, they travel to not too far away, Danvers, Massachusetts, uh, where a girl was stabbed to death 22 times. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, there's a connection there. <laughs> Uh, also, also, Kastner did show them he has a, in his basement, he has locked away a sort of an artifact room of his mm-hmm. own with, with, with a lot of, like, all of his research and things. And yeah. he's like, what you're looking for might be in here, but like you said, it could kill you. So, right. be yeah, warned. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the after, you know, they went to Danvers to, you know, to find out if the cases were related. Uh, they did, in fact, find a totem that was extremely you know, similar to the one at the Glassell's house, uh, at the home of the fr- of a friend of the girl that got killed, and that friend is also missing. <laughs> they never found her. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, two girls were hanging out together. One was found stabbed in the woods twenty-two times. The other one went missing. Was never found. Yeah. So they go out. Ed and Lorraine and the lead detective. They go out to the spot where they found the body, uh, and Lorraine. You know, she goes into one of her little visions where she recreates the murder. Yeah, she or does she's the like thing. the murderer. Yeah. And she learns that, uh, you know, her friend was possessed and she stabbed her 22 times and then ran and jumped off of a nearby cliff into mm-hmm. a river. Mm-hmm. So the detective, the detective agreed to give them the case, the entire case files for that case if they helped them find the missing girl. Mm-hmm. So the rain did. They, you know, they scraped the river, found the body, um, and so they were given their uh, all the case files to, you know, try to help them with their case back uh, with the Glatzels. Uh, the Warrens also. They went to the funeral home where the girl's body was found, the one that was possessed. Yeah, they 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 decided to get you know to get anything out of it. They need she needs to. Yeah, she needs to touch. Yeah. Lorraine needs to do her thing where she she needs to do the thing where she touches the body and she has her little visions of what the hell except was this happening. Body, except this body's dead. Except this body gross and, as hell and water bloated, yeah, waterlogged, yeah. <laughs> nasty as shit. Um, so she goes. She touches the hand of the of the girl that had jumped off the cliff after being possessed and she has one of her visions and we see in the vision we're in like it looks like we're in a cave almost Mm -hmm. like we see some rock underground tunnels yeah definitely underground uh and she witnesses a you know a witch an occultist at some big like table podium type thing and she is... I believe the word looking for is altar. Altar, right, right. <laughs> uh, we don't know it's an altar at that point, okay? <laughs> it could have ta- been, been just a kitchen table, okay? It's a table with, uh, with candles and... and pentagrams fires. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but she she sees uh the witch performing a ritual and she also like she sees arnie like trying to kill himself so she's she's basically she's connecting the she's, dots yeah she's she's connecting the dots and this was this is the occultist that put those totems there and you know she's doing something she's not really quite sure what she's trying to get done here other than she's getting people possessed by demons and killing them mm-hmm. uh she she was able to kind of she was able to stop the occultist in the in the vision which was commute to communicate with her right and, and talk to her and the, the occultist was like how the hell are you doing this you yeah know? so that was just some it was a cool scene because i think they were both surprised like at that connection yeah so and and you know so lorraine is like trying to stop her i don't know you think do you think lorraine was surprised that she was able to intervene oh, yeah yeah i freaked her the hell and out so she's like you know, because she turned to ed and she was like you know the connection works both ways yeah. she's and, like she's like you know she's here i'm here with her and Ed has to pull her out. Um, Meanwhile, another she's she's making this other huge, large dead man, body. yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of sort of become animated and run towards Ed and yeah. Um, it, well, she it's running towards Lorraine and Lorraine is still connected to the body and he has to like yeah. break or snap her out of it to get her out of the and way. And the, the body just falls over dead again. Yeah, yeah, once he once she breaks the connection, the the witch doesn't have access to the to that dead body anymore. Um, so, you know, they got some good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, they headed back to their house in Connecticut to kind of go over those books that they got from Kastner, uh, talk about the shit that they've discovered. Uh, and during all this, Ed, he loses, con- you know, he, he like passes out. Uh, he thinks it's like his, his blood pressure medication. Uh, but it turns out that he was, you know, he was in, he was being influenced by the occultists and what he he thought he was like being attacked by something he was he was actually like trying to stab Lorraine yeah. in his little trance state. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was he was stopped by their intern Drew, who we see like all the time filming and helping them with stuff. <laughs> uh, and so Ed's once Ed wakes up, he's like shit. He's like you know where's it at? He's like where's the to-? he's like there's a totem in here. She just had she just had control of me. And uh, there was a vase of of black roses that had been delivered to the house. And inside of the vase, there was a there was a totem. Yeah, I think maybe Drew says something like they they just arrived yesterday or something right. like that. But these and all the other flowers were fine. These flowers were black and yeah. disgusting. I'm assuming it, they were get well flowers because he was in the hospital. That's that makes the most sense. But right. the, then the other thing is too, uh, you know, he he sort of grabs the, one of the flowers that crumbles. He throws the flowers out and then he kind of throws or drops the vase on the ground, mm-hmm. revealing this totem. And I was like. How did they get in there? Yeah. <laughs> how did, it was a ship in a bottle type yeah, shit. How did, how she did constructed that? this totem in yeah. the damn flower yeah, vase. Yeah, the, the opening of the vase was definitely not pretty cool. Enough, so. I guess. <laughs> she's uh, she's pretty handy, crafty. I can just imagine her like sitting cross, cross-legged <laughs> in the floor, like using tweezers to build it. That'd be pretty cool though. Um, but yeah, so uh, Drew Drew gives a book of uh, witchcraft that he found to Ed. Uh, and he, he's like, Hey, I think I found something. Uh, and it, and it states that in order for, you know, the curse of a witch to be lifted, the altar at which, you know, it was cast needs to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they're doing some more research. Uh, once they realize where all of these, uh, events have taken place, uh, it's kind of like in a triangle, of course, it's like some, you know, yeah, some NCIS type shit where they're trying to locate a, a rapist or whatever. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Criminal Minds. That's what I was thinking of. Sure, okay. Because <laughs> they do those. They do those things. Yeah. It's a rapist every single episode. It's crazy. Um, so 
Uh, yeah, so they're like, she's got to be around here close. Lorraine was uh, thinking back to what she saw in her vision of the uh, of the witch. Uh, you know, stuff like it was damp, must have been near water. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I heard a train, uh, such and such. And so, then in, I think at some point in this research as well, they, they identified that, um, you know, in researching the curse, she needs to kill a a lover a kid and a man of god right that mm-hmm. um and the 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 theme of what they've seen occur is that the curse is that that the the kid the lover the man of god they have to take a life and then and they kill their, themselves take their own life to complete yeah to complete the ritual not really sure what the uh what the ritual's for like what no. the witch is gaining out of this we have no idea but yeah. she's just trying to kill basically six people yep so yeah fun stuff fun stuff uh lorraine uh she's tasked with going to castner for help um you know try trying to give him the information they've gathered to see if he can help them anymore when she's there however um (laughs) she has a lovely conversation with castner and the whole mood once she returns is grim like he just he seems a little off she's having some bad feelings like she does she just feels like the energy is bad something is not right at at his farm uh and kastner uh reveals that he actually had a daughter um yeah. long time ago which is you know uh, a violation of the catholic church to have one while he's uh you know a father a, a father I, I just wanted to mention too the way that that scene started right she kind of i think she comes into the house and she's like looking for him and the the door to the underground area or sorry the basement area the artifact room is open and she goes down there and it's kind of pitch black and she's kind of walking through and then the little lamp comes on and he's just sitting at his desk yeah and you know the first time we watched this we're thinking at least i was thinking i was like you know because we didn't know how he was connected to this and he's right. very creepy in general yeah. and i was like well this is like she's about to yeah know. something bad you could just you just knew something yeah. was not right something bad was gonna happen but luckily he just had a daughter that's all it was yeah no he's <laughs> actually actually a pretty nice guy um he just so so that was the real reason that he was cast out of you know the church mm-hmm. and he you know he tells lorraine that he continued on his research with the occultist and that uh because he was so heavily into it and he had so much stuff from it his daughter became fascinated with it um unfortunately Obsessed she grew by it. yeah uh, you know unfortunately the young the young fascination turned into an old obsession yeah and she became an occultist herself yep and it just happens to be the occultist that is trying to kill everyone. The same damn girl. <laughs> and Lorraine is pissed. She's like, you knew? She's like, you knew your daughter was the, was probably the occultist that's doing all those things right by your house? Yep. And um, he's apologetic. Like, he, you know, it, it's just one of those situations where the parent knows their kid is doing something bad, but can't not defend them right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um he but he wants to help he's like you know i'm sorry she's probably got all her witchcraft shit in these tunnels under our land <laughs> right here <laughs> yeah he's got a he moves a little like bookcase and he has a tunnel in his basement that he's like she's because they hear something they hear someone upstairs and he's like that's fucking her yeah she he's like go in here her shit's in there go yeah and uh you know so we have a little family reunion uh the occultist her name is uh what how did we say to pronounce it isla 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 right so uh, little miss isla comes down the stairs (laughs) and lorraine is in the tunnels 
And he's just, you know, like I said, it's a little family reunion. Yeah. And it turns dark really quick. With some because... teleportation. And some... <laughs> right. Super <yeah>. speed, maybe. <laughs> she, uh, we couldn't decide if she was either yeah teleporting or she just had speed like Flash. Because one second she was across the room. The next second she was behind him and she slit his throat. Yeah. So was it a very happy family reunion? He was saying something like, I failed as a priest. Hopefully I don't fail yeah. as a father. <laughs> and then yeah. he gets... He was, he, gets he just seemed like a nice guy, just putting a, put between a rock and a hard place. I, I love the man. Rest in peace. Um, so, Kastner's dead. Lorraine's <laughs> in the tunnels, and so is Iowa. She's, she's coming after her. And, and Ed and, I guess, Drew have just determined that it's Kastner's, you know, right. place. They That's put, where we need to go. Yeah, once they... They were they were looking at the locations more, and Ed was sitting back thinking he's like the water, he's like uh, the train, and it's there. His farm was right in the middle of that little triangle that they had made. He's like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. So they're they're driving, they're on the way when Kastner is killed and all that, and uh, uh, Lorraine is being she she did locate the altar, um, but Isla is is on the hunt. Ed does show up. He he is able to bust through like a little trapdoor part into the tunnels, like that's out in the middle of a field. So Ed does make it down into the tunnels where Lorraine is being chased, and of course, uh, once he gets down there, Isla comes up to him and blows some like like pixie dust into his eyes. She's what sandstorm is <laughs> like. <how> it... <laughs> like yeah, pulled some damn you know glitter out of her pocket and <laughs> blew it in his face. Uh, but you know, kind of taking control of him and blinded again for the second right. movie in God. a row. <laughs> Ed just can't catch a breath. His eyes must be just fucked. But not only is he blind this time, he he's is possessed. Possessed. <laughs> yeah, he's he's being controlled by the occultist, similar to how he was back at the house, and he's trying to kill uh, Lorraine with a sledgehammer that was down in the um, down in the uh, tunnels. Really reminded me of My Bloody Valentine. Have you seen that movie? I've never seen that. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's got Dean from Supernatural. I can't remember his... Uh, Jensen Ackles. That's his name. But Don't know who that is either. Yeah. He's a pretty good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, but that's what it reminded me of. He's chasing her with the sledgehammer. And uh, before, like, you know, we they, he chases her for a while. We have this whole little chase scene. And they wind up like at the altar. She's fallen down. She's tired. He's about to just slam her in the head. And she gets through to him. She's talking about when they met, how strong their love was. There was a little flashback. <laughs> yada, yada, at a, yada. At a gazebo. <laughs> I don't really think the power of love can overtake witchcraft. I'm going to be honest. It did, though. But it did. Yep. And, uh, Ed regained consciousness, and like I said, they were right there at the altar. So he was basically mid-swing. Instead of bashing Lorraine's skull in, he broke the altar. Ba-boom. Just broke that bitch right in half. Mm-hmm. It all fell apart. It was made of concrete. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. It's like It was a huge son bitch. Yeah. Like it was it looked like marble almost. It was like stone. Stone. You know? Yeah. But he won, you know, one just nice little slam and it was broken. Boom. Uh so and then, you know, the occultists ran up to the altar, <laughs> pissed as hell. And uh, Ed has a nice little spiel about, you know, you, you, you promised that demon a soul 
and you didn't deliver, you know, your curse was broken, and that demon just just yeah. tore that bitch up. <laughs> she gets her arm and legs gets get turned around. Her and back, her back gets just broken immediately. Like her neck is turned all the way around. And then it just the demon, yeah, the demon walks up to it and just snaps her neck. It's, I mean, that was a hell of a like way cool. to die. It yeah, was cool, cool as shit for sure. Yeah, so you know. They broke the curse. The demon was never really an adversary. Like, it was always the occultist. The demon was just summoned against mm-hmm. its will, and it needed a soul, and it took hers. So, mm-hmm. she, I mean, she got just demolished. It yeah. was insane. Um, Ed takes a little artifact like he does, you know. I, yeah. We didn't, I don't think we saw him, but he, he took, <laughs> he took the chalice that she was like putting stuff into during the ritual, uh, just a large cup. And, uh, that was what he took back to the artifact room. Mm hmm. Um, we get a nice little conclusion to the movie. Um, we didn't really see any of the, of the court proceedings of the movie. Like none of that was shown other than just like the very start and the very end. Yeah. Uh, Arnie, uh, did not, you know, he didn't get off. Uh, he was convicted of manslaughter, uh, but only served five years in prison and he got to marry Debbie while, uh, in prison. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a nice, a nice ending and, you know, our when we watched it after we watched it in theaters we were like we were like, we have to look into the real the mm-hmm. real story because yeah. we were thinking there is no way that a man murders another man 22 stabbing him 22 yeah. times in the chest and then get does five years and then just lives a happy life afterwards yeah and sure enough but, but sure enough <laughs> then this with the arnie johnson goes in. oh but but real quick uh out of 10 what do you what do you rate the movie um gosh we uh, we need to check our ratings for the other ones, but uh, nope, you can't. Just yeah, yeah, on the spot. I would say um, seven point nine. Could be higher, but you know it's okay. Yeah, no, uh, you know we kind of discussed sort of our tier, thinking about our tier list. I don't think that this is the best movie mm-hmm. out of the, you know, all of them. Right. Um, but I think that you know the Conjuring, the three Conjuring movies are pretty close to the top. But I really like Annabelle Creation, so that's mm-hmm. sort of. And so anyway, this one this one falls maybe third or fourth behind the other Conjuring's and maybe Annabelle Creation. For sure. I mean, I think this movie took a little bit different of direction than just the tip, the first two Conjuring's yeah. and like Annabelle Creation. They they did more uh, in a movie sense. Mm-hmm. We went more places. There was more subplots. There was just a little. There was a little more going on. Yeah, there was a whole unnecessary subplot about uh, Ed not taking his medicine and Lorraine right. <laughs> Lorraine having it for him after the <laughs> after the heart attack. You know, he had to be on like you know heart and blood pressure medication, whatever. Uh, so yeah, just they made there was more comedic relief moments. Um, so they made it they made it not just like a scary house spooky movie. They yeah. they made more of a well rounded movie. Um, but you know. But not a bit, not the best not, horror movie. Exactly. Like Annabelle Creation, which you're in one spot, you have this right. spooky demon, you have all these scares. Or so. like Conjuring 2. Like, yeah. You know, so they they uh, they got a little bit less of the scary movie stuff for more normal movie stuff. So it was kind of a lateral move. Like, it didn't make it better. It didn't really make it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty good movie i would i would give it over an eight uh, maybe an 8.4 i mean i i thought it was good yeah um let's let's we'll make the tier list this week and right. release that that, yeah. that way we can have our definitive you can have the definitive controverse you know tier list. Cat, yeah <laughs> no yeah no contest no you know yeah can't deny it this is this is what it is uh but yeah we'll for sure get that out because 
yeah, we need to discuss some of our earlier ratings. <laughs> some just, of those were bad. We're just going to forget those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so diving into some of the real stuff, the real Arnie Johnson, um, they got a lot right. Uh, this movie. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and, <laughs> and throw in that the occultist was fake. There was yeah. no witch. There was never uh, there was never anybody putting a curse on anybody. That entire thing out the window. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. Sick idea for a movie. <laughs> Thought that was cool as shit, but uh, does not hold up, you know, in real life. Um, but yeah, uh, 1981 murder trial, 19 uh, year old Arnie Johnson he straight up stabbed his landlord to death uh, while he, you know, claiming he was under the influence of, of uh, demon possession. Um, and I, a big thing, a big part of, you know, of this time of the eighties, we had that, uh, you know, we had the satanic panic where everyone yeah. thought everyone was in a cult. Everyone was working for Satan. Uh, it, you know, God, I remember those days. I was wild. <laughs> I was wild. Films, films <laughs> like uh, Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist. Seen it those. really just. You haven't seen those movies? No, I said I've seen those. Okay, <laughs> I thought you said I haven't. I was like, wait a minute. Um, just conspiracy theories were running wild <laughs> at the time. Um, so makes sense at this time to have sure. something happen like this. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll go back to 1979, uh, in, you know, Brookfield, Connecticut, just like the movie, uh, by the way, which this town did not have a single murder in it's 193 year history prior to this murder. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, we have the family, uh, the Glatzels, uh, they, they just moved into town uh, they, you know, they moved into this old house on the edge of town and they, you know, planned on restoring it for, you know, to have some tenants because it's a huge house, mm-hmm. which we did. You know, we saw a pretty big house in the movie. Um, unfortunately, as soon as they moved in, David Glatzel, uh, 11 year old, he just started having some like crazy visions, just just completely bewildering. He described a sunburned old man warning him to beware and and take caution uh, and according to David, uh, the man's appearance grew less and less human, and like his messages and warnings just grew more menacing. Uh, talking about David dying, his family dying, uh, he started to appear with big black eyes, jagged teeth, even like horns and hooves, like just straight like yeah. Lucifer type shit. That's when this is when it's like, you know, whenever there's accounts of the, of the kid saying it, it's like you hate you hate to hear it because either the kid. Either they're being actually tormented and that's really horrible or they're being influenced by their parents to say these things mm-hmm. because a kid doesn't come up with these kinds of things. Right. So especially either way. At that, especially at that time, I would believe a kid would, could make some stuff up or read some stuff now. Now, yeah. But in 1979, probably not. But either way, the kid is, you know. That's horrible. Yeah. That's, if my kid said some shit like that, I would just be like, well, <laughs> you're leaving. Yeah, we'll never live here again. Yeah. We'll never see this place again. Sure, yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, like basically a, a devil type figure was at this point was threatening to take his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, David obviously, you know, very freaked out. Um, one day uh, the mother, Judy Glatzel said that she found David uh, just face down on his bed unconscious. And when she got him and shook him awake, he said that he was knocked out by uh, what he called quote beast man, uh, which <laughs> oh that's a fairly good, you know, description for an 11 year old i guess um 
So, you know, Arnie was Debbie's girlfriend, or sorry, boyfriend at the time. And, uh, you know, he was trying the best he could to help, to talk to David, to try to see if he was just having some issues, maybe some mental issues or something. Yeah. And, but, you know, he, he very quickly was like, this is really bad. Like he's dealing with something more than just an active imagination or something going on at school. Um, Judy said that he would kick, bite, spit you know, swear, like, you know, use a bunch of swear <laughs> words when that was not something that they did, you know, yeah. as a fa- you know, in the family. She also told that David uh, started randomly reciting passages from the Bible and also uh, a poem <laughs> book uh, called Paradise Lost, which was written in 1667 by John Milton. Uh, that's kind of cool. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. That's but really that's cool. insane. Yeah. Um, how would they who knows yeah. if we would need to pull that thread a little bit more to see how, where he got that in, right you know, because where he learned that at. was that book in their house was that at school yeah. why why uh the bible you know that makes a little sense i guess uh david's body was you know this was like i said this started immediately you know once they moved into that house but pretty shortly after he was becoming you know covered in scratches bruises he, you know, he says he didn't, doesn't know where they came from. None, no one in the family knew. Um, uh, Judy said at times he would be seen like he was, it looked like he was struggling against like hands, like choking him mm. uh, or just shaking him violently. Like, like he was having a seizure, but just like standing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, I just want to take a second. So with all these descriptions, like they have... You have a movie right there, pretty much, to make, right? Mm-hmm. They could have done what they did with The Conjuring 2 and just told the story. Of David. Of David right. going through this. The Beast Man? Yeah, a horn. Fi- I mean, like the de- kind of like Inst- a demon that we've seen in the other movies. Instead, they used this as a, you know, a plat- you know not a platform, but a, a, just a portion, a, a foundation for a bigger film, right? With, you yeah. know, with, the, with Arnie and... I mean, because it, it wasn't really, you know... It was all kind of one event, the way that they say it happened. Yeah, but but this movie is about Arnie, Arnie and the occultist, and yeah. and, and the Arnie, only time yeah. David is possessed is that very beginning where we see the exorcism. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of stuff happened with David, and they were thoroughly freaked out. They contacted the church, um, and they were also Catholic, by the way, uh, which was is good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, they were convinced he was possessed by something. They said the devil, but, you know, he was possessed by something. Uh, they they sought out the help of Ed and Lorraine, uh, who had just just investigated the Amityville house, which, you know, mm-hmm. spawned some movies as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, once Ed and Lorraine met him, Lorraine immediately claimed that she saw a black, misty form, you know, hovering over David which which we've kind of seen in the movies. Yeah, it's attached to the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't leave. Leaving won't do anything for you. Um and also they said that uh Ed Ed questioned the boy, you know, questioned David, questioning the people the demons that were possessing him, and David named forty three different demons. And that's ridiculous. I don't <laughs> I don't even know how you would remember forty three names. Like he wasn't just spouting out random names. He was naming you know demons within mythology and biblical shit yeah ridiculous 
uh, you know, Ed said it was a stereotypical <laughs> possession case. You know, the boy was possessed. What do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> this is my sure. this is my every other Thursday. Well, afternoon. I got forty three demons. Huh? Yeah. What What do you want from me? Um. So so yeah. this is this is a first from from you know these stories. The Warrens claimed that they they performed the exorcisms on David uh, under the supervision of local priests. Um, and they said that David levitated, cursed, uh, stopped breathing at one point. Uh, and also they said David predicted there was going to be a murder soon during the during the exorcism. And uh, I do actually have a little bit of audio from that, uh, which now thinking about it, it is Ed doing the talking so i guess yeah before before this they had not done any exorcisms themselves right uh they may have in the movies but in the real life stories they never did yeah which so it's really weird that they did it in this sense but we'll we'll play that bit of audio here just so you can uh, you can listen to how nasty and creepy it sounds David, in the name of jesus jesus repels you so during during the one of the exorcisms uh arnie just was begging david was you know begging the demons whatever was possessing him to to take him instead just like in the movie he right. said you know get out of the boy just take me this is not you can't do this um ed said that uh you know he told him he's like stop 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 taunting it that's not good you're just gonna you're gonna doom yourself uh you know if you do that um and just days after the uh, the exorcism debbie said that uh, arnie was going into trances he was hallucinating. He was growling, and then would have no <laughs> recollection of the uh, of the event. Uh, he he claimed that one day uh, on the way home from work, uh, you know, he kind of went into a state, crashed into a tree, and then was just fine afterwards. He's like, I don't know why that happened. Um, so so they kept pretty they kept pretty close to the true story. Yeah, that's what I said. Other than the, the occultist, yeah. right? Like the base story was fairly was fairly consistent um you know they were working De- you know debbie was working at the kennel where they worked uh, they lived upstairs uh his name was bruno in the movie his name was bono in uh in real life don't know why they changed that alan bono yeah maybe he didn't want his name in the movie or something well we're exposing wait, you he's now dead. Alan. wait he's dead <laughs> what the hell i don't know why okay he didn't he didn't lorraine talk to him <laughs> Lorraine talked to him. He's like, nah, don't put my name in the movie, bitch. Nah, not today, y'all. God. That's hilarious. Uh, Well, it's about respect for the dead is what it is. Maybe, for sure. Um, You wouldn't wouldn't want to call a character Elvis Presley. Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Delvis. Delvis Delvis Presley. There you go. Uh, But, but, uh, yeah, she started working there. They started living there. Arnie and and Bono were friends, you know, they would hang out at the kennel a lot. Um, so, so it's about a, a year difference between, uh, the, the exorcism of David Glatzel and the murder of, of the landlord Bono, you know, 
who Arnie Johnson killed. So just very, very good, like yep. the movie. Uh, on February 16th, 1981, Arnie Johnson called in sick at, at his job as a tree surgeon, um, and he went to the kennel. Uh, even though he called in a sick, the three went out to lunch, uh, which is kind of a red flag. Maybe he's lying. <laughs> Maybe he's lying about feeling sick. I don't know. Uh, where his, the landlord Bono drank just a lot. Uh, and they said that once they got back to the kennels, uh, Bono was drunk and they got into an extremely heated argument. And, uh, where after some, you know, back and forth, Johnson pulled out his pocket knife, uh, reportedly growled like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> just like that yep and stabbed Audio clip. there you go stabbed bono repeatedly not 22 times that was a great exaggeration oh the lawyer man. said he suffered four or five tremendous stab wounds so he, there could have been maybe 10 maybe some smaller ones but he said tremendous five four or five tremendous stab wounds uh one that stretched from his stomach to the bottom of his heart so he stabbed the shit out of him this this is um arnie johnson's lawyer said that yep uh, so he didn't die on the scene, but was taken to the hospital where he died hours later. And again, just like the movie, Arnie Johnson was found just walking down the road three miles away from the house. So it took them a long time to respond mm-hmm. because if Arnie walked three miles, what the hell? Yeah. Come on. Come on, Brookfield. What's Arnie's mile time? Come on. Yeah. What do you run? You run an 18 minute mile day? Uh, which... I mean, I don't know. I don't know why it would take the police so long to get there, but... Maybe because it's 1981 and this town has never had a murder in, in its 193-year history. That is a fair point. <laughs> uh, but um, Lorraine, uh, she was she was convinced pretty much that the possession, you know, that David... Or, sorry, that Arnie, you know, was possessed after David mm-hmm. because they, they all saw him begging for, you know, for it to take him instead. And she told the police, she was like, I think he was possessed. Yep. And uh, of course, that sparked just just chaos, a media blitz. Everyone was, was um, was you know, the media was there all in on it. It's a real life spooky, sa- you know, satanic panic story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. At the height, you know, we were not at the height, but we were really getting into the full swing of satanic panic. Everyone was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah. yeah. You know? um amityville too so johnson's attorney uh martin manila uh quickly you know said okay that's that's what we're gonna do that's gonna be our official defense was that he was possessed at the time of the murder so he is not responsible Mm -hmm. um uh the defense or the the attorney said i'm you know i'm very confident and that that we could put a pope up on the stand and he would tell you that he was possessed um unfortunately um on October 28th, when the trial began, uh, Manila submitted that plea to the judge, <laughs> and uh, we get probably you know the most famous line from you know this event, which was quote The courts have dealt with the existence of God, and now they'll be asked to deal with the existence of the demonic spirit. Got him. Very sick line. Got him. Sure. <laughs> Very sick. They I'm... polished it a little bit for the movie, but right, yeah, it sounded better in the because he said the devil. The devil. Yeah, sounds a lot cooler than the, the demonic spirit. So, unfortunately... Um, you tell me they didn't work? <laughs> unfortunately, the judge uh, basically just shut it down. He's like, nope, we're not going to do that. He's like, you know, that just... 
that's not scientific. That's not that's not proven. We're not going to do that in my courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Manila said, "Well, oh, you know what? Uh, actually, it was self defense." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the plea they went with. Um, so that's actually hilarious. After after about a month long trial, Johnson was found guilty of first degree manslaughter uh, and was sentenced ten to twenty years in prison, but only served five. Got out on good behavior. What a great guy. Um, and I think. Yeah, their their main line of defense was that uh, you know Bono was drunk. They got into a really bad argument, and Bono initiated it. So that's why they claim self defense. Right. So only got man- first degree manslaughter. Not bad. Yeah, ten to twenty years, but only served five. Um, Arnie and Debbie got married during a sentence, <laughs> like you can. He also got his high school diploma. Shout out Arnie, so, man! Way to go. Got a hell of a you know productive five years, um, and. Yeah, he he was released five years later, and he remained extremely secretive about his personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, He did not want media attention. He did not want to be, uh, you know, associated with that anymore. We, you know, after that, we just got no information about where he went, where, you know. Him and Debbie. Him and Debbie, where they moved to, where they worked, what they did. Um, Lorraine did say that he uh, was working for, looking for work as as a landscaper after he got released. And that uh, he and Debbie actually had a couple children. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't find any information on them online. There's right. nothing. We, yeah. You, you, there's like, we there's try, literally we, we just. We tried a to few... get him on the pod, man. <laughs> I tried real hard. I was like, Arnie, you know, hit me up. Um, there's only just personal accounts from people that were associated with him, you know, like Lorraine. Yeah. But they did, however, uh, reportedly help with the movie. And they, you know, they stand by Ed and Lorraine's accounts and say that, you know, everything that, that was in their books and this movie, of course, other than the occultist stuff, <laughs> was real. Yeah. And it's also reported um, uh, that Debbie passed away shortly before the, the movie's release of some sort, some sort of cancer. So uh, that's that is all word of mouth mm-hmm. from people, you know, close to Ed and Lorraine. So... If that's true, not really sure, but don't think that someone would just make that up. Right, right. right. That's unfortunate. So very, yeah, very sad. Um, at least you know she she got to help with the movie. Yeah, and she definitely saw some of it. Right, like if she helped with the movie, she definitely saw like one of those first screenings or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Hope very, Arnie's doing well. Hope Arnie. Yeah, he's he's an older guy now. Yeah, um, he served the time, man. He uh, served, man. He, he served it. He did his time. Married his sweetheart. Got his fucking high school diploma. He's living out his best days, and who knows where. Maybe Connecticut still. Did, did you also say that he was at the Nesper event? Yes. So, <laughs> so the uh, like I said, you can't find anything about Arnie Johnson or his wife Debbie online. But the the New England Society for Psychic Research, which was the you know Nesper this, for short, Nesper, we'll call it Nesper, was founded in you know fifty two by Ed and Lorraine. It's currently um, currently being run by their son in law Tony Spera. Uh, he, they had a, they had a paranormal con on Halloween and apparently Arnie Johnson was there. Let's go. (laughs) So like, there's a couple pictures, there's a couple pictures on their Facebook page that, that he's on there. And I'm just like, what the hell (laughs) is this man doing? So he must live in the area. He must live in Connecticut somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome. So I guess some locals know him, but he's just not, you know, his life just isn't out there to look at, which is cool. I respect that. Yep. Well done, Arnie. So Arnie is out there, and you can meet him. <laughs> Just go to an event at Nesper. Tell him into the controversy, sent you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so a lot of shit, a lot of shit went down yeah. over in Brookfield. That's just insane. That was the first murder in 193 years. And then it to be for it to be not just a murder. Yeah. For Supposedly. It, yeah. Have they had a murder? Because that was manslaughter. Right. <laughs> Does it count if he was possessed? Does that count as murder? That could be a mysterious there death. There you go. Crazy shit. So still more to look into, man. This has been so good. The stuff, yeah, the stuff about David. It's like you said. It's always terrible with children because you just never know. But then you also you're also just spooked as hell because it's a child. Mm-hmm. God, especially if like you were close to that child and you know that that information isn't just being fed into them. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah, and there's always the chance, you know, that um, you know, you know, Ed mentioned just one like quick thing had said about the 43 demons right there's always a chance that he kind of made that up but given that you know just uh, assuming that he's telling the truth think about all that would have to go into for that kid to re- to memorize to those memorize names. 43 demon names yeah. he said it now like i mean i i don't think he was is lying on that you know of course i don't know if if david was just memorized a list of demon names right but Fuck, that's hard. That's hard to do because demon names are weird, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I Bathsheba, Valak, bro. Those are the. Those Can you are... say the presidents in order? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. Do you like doing that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jesus, that's just uh, some some crazy stuff. Some you know, the the murder itself definitely seemed like just, manslaughter. Sorry, the manslaughter itself just seemed <laughs> like you know a run of the mill argument like at a party type thing yeah he was drink, you know yeah bono was was drunk they arnie wasn't though at least like arnie hadn't been drinking he was he felt sick reportedly um so and especially if something was going down with debbie like like they portrayed in the movie if a drunk if a drunk dude was you know being a little too handsy or something very very likely that tempers got you just stab him in the chest right four or five tremendous wounds yeah from you, the stomach you, the yeah you, you stab him in the stomach and then pull it all the way up to their heart that's yeah that's pretty effective yeah, <laughs> yeah. with a five inch uh pocket knife. pocket knife yep. yeah very very easy so if you want to kill someone that's but you have to growl first <laughs> growling first <laughs> is essential <laughs> <laughs> just uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> that's enough growling <laughs> uh yeah so that was that was, that was the, it that was the true story of the uh the Johnny. devil the devil in connecticut it's a book it's a book uh that is based completely on the case files of ed and, and lorraine if you would like to to read it the devil in connecticut um crazy crazy trial i i just can't get over that there wasn't a murder for 193 years and then the judge was just like what the fuck yeah he's like are you serious yeah i'm this the first is... guy i was like I don't i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really know what i'm doing this yeah. is the first time I've... He's like, I don't even know what to do. Here. Like, what do we do? What do we give him five years? All, All right. he knew is that, that he was not buying the demonic possession. Yeah. <laughs> he threw that shit out real quick, which is very, I mean, okay, this was like, you know, this was the eighties, but like now if someone tried to pull that, it would be, it would be just like national news because, um, they're like being not Christian, being like not religious or is so much more the norm now that if someone were to try to throw that in the face of someone or take it to a higher court and say that we acknowledge God by swearing on the Bible every time, mm-hmm. why couldn't I use that defense? I think that would be fucking insane. I think that would blow you up. You want to do it? 
<laughs> I might. I might. I mean, we're going to have to delete this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because this is very incriminating. Actually, yeah, just cut that last part. Where we'll just I... cut all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no problem. But, like, I think that would just be fucking huge now. Yeah. Like, that, that would be... That would be insane. It would trend on Twitter for sure. Absolutely. Number one, at least in the U.S. Um, but yeah, f- crazy story. Uh, great, great way to end it. That was a... Yeah. It was a At least nice... we got to end it on a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two, you know, two good movies, I think. But like, you know, this is just uh, the the uh, temporary ending, of course. We, you know, we'll be back with this with this podcast uh, whenever more controversy movies come out. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's going to be at least a year, you know, at least a year or two before anything new comes out. So we just want to thank you. Absolutely. Thank all of you for ridiculous amount of listens, ridiculous amount of people that have kept up with this podcast. Um, if you made it this far into the last episode, like, and how are, you know, why are, we, t- we said it today. Why are people, why are you even listening? Why are you listening? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, you so much. It's really makes it's, no sense it's been a really fun passion project of ours to yep. just to, to 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 make something and to you know invest our time and effort into yeah something and then and people seeing, actually listening yeah it's been really <laughs> been really cool we're I'm looking like, forward to our next one yeah i mean like we were going to do it anyways but then people actually listen we're like holy shit we're yeah like, hold on, wait, a, <laughs> wait a minute wait a second um yeah it's been super awesome eight episodes glorious glorious episodes we will be taking a break right. between now and the next content that we put out yeah we have plans um to make the next one even better oh yeah um, we're gonna we're gonna make improvements we're gonna change some stuff we're gonna be doing probably more of a variety continuous podcast so uh, maybe not just not a super long break but you know just a break to to just take a break and also you know get some stuff together talk a bit more about ideas and whatnot um, but we will be back absolutely yeah far from qualified far from qualified is not dead we will what is dead may never die, if you know what I'm saying. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Super, super sick. So um, thank you so much, guys. You can, you know, check us out on Twitter, FFQ Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Far From Qualified, to keep up with, uh, you know, when we're gonna be when we're gonna be doing some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, subscribe to YouTube because we're gonna be posting all of our stuff on there as well. Yeah, and bloopers. If, yeah, if you subscribe to YouTube or or follow on Spotify or any or any of that stuff, follow on Twitter, you'll you'll get notified whenever we uh, one post our tier list, you know, true, uh, true, and also whenever we put our new our new content out. Um, and you know, you might want to go ahead and subscribe on YouTube because there might be some there might be some video some supporting with that next with yeah. that next podcast. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so just stay tuned and make sure you're following us so you can get the you know learn about when we put more stuff out. All right, if you want to. You know, if you don't want to, it's cool. If you if you listen to eight episodes and you're like, wow, that was pretty bad. Yeah. That's cool understandable. Too. Understandable. There's better podcasts out there. But thank you so much, guys. We will see you when we see you. Absolutely. And, uh, y'all take care. Until then. See you guys. Bye.